0: You are listening to the Catholic Exchange Podcast. Hello and welcome to this, the Catholic Exchange Podcast. This is Michael Lichens with you once more on this, the Feast of St. Rita, the patron saint of impossible causes, also the patron saint of baseball, which in my mind means she's probably the patron saint of the Chicago Cubs. Sorry. Uh, today, I want to bring you an article from Mike Aquilina. He's an award-winning author. He's written more than 40 books on history, doctrine. He's recorded documentaries. He's been a frequent guest on EWTN, on Catholic Radio, and he's here with us at Catholic Exchange. If you can think of it, Mike has probably written about it somewhere, and this goes especially with today's podcast, when we're talking about the breaking of the bread. You can find this article today on catholicexchange.com. This says, uh, Excerpted from the Catholic Viewers Guide for AD, The Bible Continues. You can also find these themes in Ministers and Martyrs, which is by Mike Aquilina. That one, even if you don't watch AD, Ministers and Martyrs is the perfect book to pick up if you need a good solid introduction to the early church. Or if you're like me and you just need a primer once in a while. It's short chapters, easy to read, and he does a great job going over the languages, the culture, the people, everything for the first hundred years of the church. Let's begin. The Breaking of the Bread by Mike Aquilina Communion is the condition of fellowship, shared by those who have a covenant relationship with another. In Hebrew, the word for this bond is chabu-ra, in Greek, it is koinonia. Communion is a kind of friendship, but it is more than that. It is more like a family bond, and both Hebrew and Greek usage at the time of the apostles suggested a religious dimension to that bond. The word chaburah describes a group of friends who gathered for religious discussion and common prayer. They met weekly on the eve of the Sabbath and the eve of the holy days for a formal meal. A communion is something more than a community. It is closer knit, gathered for the most important purpose on earth as well as the most festive. It is defined by a common meal and a sacred conversation. For the Jews of Jesus' time, Such a meal renewed their most basic identity, as Israel, as God's chosen people. Although the Jews shared a covenant with God, they dared not go the extra step and call it a communion. Yet for Christians, God's incarnation changed the term of the divine human relationship. God had made a new covenant in the blood of Christ, and he had done so at the Choborah meal, that's in Luke 22.20. At that meal, Jesus, God incarnate, declared his disciples to be no longer slaves, but friends. John 15.15 Jesus sanctified them through his blood. The shared blood of Jesus made it possible for his disciples to enter the sanctuary and enjoy communion with God, as St. Paul said in Hebrews 10.19. Through the incarnation, Jesus made it possible for his disciples to enjoy a share of his own eternal sonship by sharing in his flesh and blood. The language of sharing, so often used by the Apostles, is the language of communion, the verb form of the noun koinonia, that Greek word we mentioned earlier. The Acts of the Apostles presents the Church as such a commission, and they devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching and fellowship, koinonia, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and that's in Acts 2.42. The breaking of bread was ever afterward the sign of the church's fellowship and of communion with God. God had drawn his people collectively into fellowship with him. They could not sustain that relationship with him unless they kept communion with one another, devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowship, again koinonia, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Fellowship did not depend on race, ethnicity, or past history. Even the most notorious enemies of Christ were welcome to communion if they repented. After his conversion, Saul was delighted to share the right hand of fellowship, or the Greek koinonias with the inner circle of Jesus' original disciples, Peter, James, and John. The sign of the church's deep fellowship was the breaking of the bread, as we see throughout Acts and especially in Luke 24.35. The disciples of Jesus shared among themselves in the common ritual meal their master had established. As in friendship or family, the meal was a sign of the bond, and the shared meal strengthened the bond. That, once again, was Mike Equilina, which you can find that at, there's a short excerpt of it in the Catholic Viewer's Guide for AD, as well as Ministers and Martyrs. That book I cannot recommend enough. It is perfect for anyone who wants to learn more about this period. And you can find that on catholicexchange.com or sophieinstitute.com for $9.99 paperback, also for an ebook and it's 24.95 if you prefer the audio CD which is a great way to listen I usually have an audiobook on me. And I hope y'all will remember this. It's not only Memorial Day weekend. It's also Pentecost Sunday this Sunday. God has really called us to a fantastic communion with him. And this is involving all of us. We're not just strangers or individuals going up to the communion line. We're doing this as a community, as a church. This is why we can refer to ourselves as Christians, that we have our brothers and our sisters, and we use that word not very lightly. We might use it so often that we forget what it means, but you all are my brothers and sisters, and I believe that. We might fight, we might steal each other's stuff, but we are brothers and sisters through this all. So I hope you can think of these words from Mike Eccolina. Go to CatholicExchange.com if you would like to read more and see all his past articles. Otherwise, have a very happy Memorial Day weekend. God love you all. Have a blessed Pentecost.